Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Callum. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. Today, I feel like it's just a little grain of sand, you know, <laughs> blowing through the wind. And that's okay. How are uh, you? you I've, I am like 95% sure you've opened with that line. Or like maybe it's just like a like a bale of hay. Or like a, okay, let me a change little it bean. Then. Let me change it then. <laughs> Today I feel like a tiny little worm. <laughs> Crawling through the sand. Exploring the world. Uh, How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I Perfect. love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, chapter 28. We are chugging along here. This is... Uh, this, I've never... You know what, Steve? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think we'd make it this Please. far. I'm honest. I'm honest with you about everything. And the fact that you didn't reveal that to me earlier is <laughs> alarming. And I resent you a little bit for it. I didn't think but we were going to okay. make this far. It's okay. I knew we would. Because I have the prescience. And I've seen. I've seen our future where we read all books. <laughs> Every book. Every possible book we could read. Nothing else about our lives are different at that point either. It is all just like we are in the same place. and <laughs> Just more books. Just, just more books. Hopefully we'll have a YouTube channel. Do you see a YouTube channel in the future? <laughs> I see a future where we have a YouTube channel and I see like a thousand other ch- futures where we have failed YouTube channels or get kicked <laughs> off or banned from YouTube. But yeah, there's one. Pro- but there's one. There's one where it all comes together. So yeah, chapter twenty-eight. We're chugging along here. Um, I've got I've got a name for this one. Hopefully, hopefully it's Playing a army. that you can catch. Ooh wee! What's up with Halleck? What's up with Halleck? Ooh. I got your reference. There's not enough. You. There's no spunk in that at all. Let me, no. Let me give you some spunk. I'm, you gotta be like, I'm just ooh, trying. What's up with Halleck? What's, What's up, up with Halleck? Halleck? Yeah, I'm always worried about being really loud in my apartment, but then again, I probably it's probably I'm probably talking too loud as it is. Girlfriend's That's in the a little room, bit like, that the fuck up. Harkens to the uh Saturday Night Live bit with Keenan Thompson where he's the what's up with that bit. Yeah, he's, I love I that love bit. And you got <laughs> every bit. Every in every one, Bill Hader is Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac, and he's always the last guest on the fake talk show. And they never get to him. And he just gets up more and more upset. Oh, uh, there's the Running Man. Jason Sudeikis is the Running um, Man. Well, we get we oh yeah we get uh, we get we get Halleck. We got Halleck. Halleck's back. We got we get a whole bunch of Halleck. Big old uh, gurney. But, but look, before we get into all that shit. Uh, let's read the chapter introduction. I believe it is your turn. Yes, it's your turn. <clears throat> it is. We came from Caladan, a paradise world for our form of life. There existed no need on Caladan to build a physical paradise or a paradise of the mind. We could we could see the actuality all around us 
and the price we paid was the price men have always paid for achieving a paradise in this life. We went soft. We lost our edge. From Muad'Dib Conversations by the Princess Yerulan. Oh man, I'm sorry I couldn't keep it together on that one. <laughs> no. It's good. It's still good. You're still probably the better one at this than I am. Probably. I ran a Twitter poll. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You do the voices. You have way more, as you the said. The people don't see, but I put on these hats. Do it. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You guys have not seen the hats. The hats yeah. are out there. That's a whole there. other thing. Maybe uh, on our Patreon you can find out about You can get all of my hats. You can find out which hats I'm wearing. <laughs> that's, that's level two. Mm-hmm. For $10, mm-hmm. you, get a, you get a new picture every month of him in a hat. Yeah. I'd love a tier three. I'll, I'll FaceTime you while wearing the hat. Um, while I make dinner, <laughs> we make dinner together. Actually, that's not a bad, idea. Not a bad idea. People would sign Let's up for that. Let's get into. Do you ever hear? Oh, fuck, this is off track. But do you ever hear about the Kickstarter where the guy like wanted uh, someone was like making a potato salad, and uh, they made a Kickstarter for it, and uh, to <laughs> just to get, and it was like they needed like you know twenty bucks. Like or less to go to go. That was the goal to get like potatoes and everything you need. And then there were different tiers and at a higher tier, like uh, say your name while making the potato salad or take a picture of you, take a picture of himself and send it to you while making the potato salad <laughs> and ended up getting like thousands, like like crazy amount of money, like $10,000 or something. Because oh everyone was God. just like, people were like, this is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Paid him up. <laughs> Here's ten dollars. Anyway, so I got a Kickstarter I'm delivered. working on. I, get... I want to make a chili. <laughs> <laughs> ten dollars, people. I mean, how, what kind of? Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to get into ingredients about chili. We got to get into Gurney Halleck stuff. So we're catching up with Gurney Halleck. Uh, he has survived the attack uh, from the Harkonnens and the Sardaukar, so everything's looking chipper for him. He has found refuge with the smugglers of Dune. And we've heard a little bit about the smugglers in the past. In fact, there was a character earlier on. Uh, we saw him killed, unfortunately, when the Duke was <clears throat> attacked by Yui. Uh, Esmar Tuick, Gurney Halleck, is kicking it with... Uh, I can't remember his first name. Stephen Tuick? I thought he had a crazy James name. James Tuick. No, it's definitely... Like, Stabin. St- Stuban. Stuban. Stabin. Stabin. Uh, yeah, so he's hanging out with uh, Stabon and the 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 rest of the smugglers, and he's carrying with him a whole crew of Atreides troops, and they are hanging. Oh yeah, they've been thrown through the thrown through the fucking. Yeah, train. they're barely hanging on. There's like what, like seventy five of them or something, or seventy three. Seventy five. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not looking good for them at the moment. Uh, and Gurney is coming to uh, Stabane as kind of like, almost kind of like a "we'll help you if you help us." Like my men are down and out. Um, in fact, like throughout the chapter, you find out that Gurney is like brought up the speed with the rest of everything that we, you and I already know yeah. in this book. He he's finds out that he's been how it was taken. Yeah, he's been. <laughs> Keeping up with the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
He's been listening. He knows how it's been captured. He knows Jessica has <clears throat> been uh, how it suspected Jessica for uh, tr- uh, for portraying the Atreides. He also believes that Paul and Jessica might be dead out in the desert. In fact, I'd probably take it a little further and say he's pretty damn pretty sure that they're dead. Pretty certain. Pretty. And not pretty only certain. at least that that's they're what dead, Stavon but also says. certain that their bodies will never be found. No dice. No, no, no. Not only for not only from the like sheer vastness of the desert, but also I think just from the storm. Because like that storm, I think wasn't was it mentioned in this book? Maybe I'm making this up, but maybe early in the, earlier on in the book, you had the sandstorms like whittle your bones down to like toothpicks or something like that. No, maybe that's not the right. That. Uh, but I believe it. But something I, like, like that. it also or, would bury like it would just bury everything. It would move all the sand around. Absolutely. So, absolutely, your sand's blowing all over the place. Um, so Gurney has nothing left to lose. You know, and you know what? I kind of respect the the resolve he has. Like he's still a soldier. Like he's still. I can't got, like, quite he's put gonna my find finger on him. He's gonna find. If I'm gonna be honest, on Gurney, I mean, because he's a soldier, but he's also this music man. That's the part that throws me off. It's <laughs> Balasset. Really? I think it's um. I kind of compare like he's like a he's like a soldier with a with a heart of gold. You know, like he's he's this lover of fine art. But he will whoop your ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can see him. He's like Tom. We've said it before. He's like Tom from Eye of the World. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tom Tom can get get into the dirt of things. You know? Like, he he is not afraid to... Fight a big old demon uh, ghost. Yeah. Fight a big old demon ghost. He's a well-traveled man. Like, camping... Uh, survivalism, all these things. Tom and Gurney both share that. But at the same time, I don't think neither Tom or Gurney would uh, turn down some fine dining. You know, put on a suit. You know, bring the bring the bring the loot, bring the ballast set. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what I was gonna say. Charm the ladies. But the question is, would they start playing? <laughs> well, of course they start playing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If you're going to a banquet and you are a ballast set player, <clears throat> you're I wonder if we'll see a similar thing to Eye of the World again, where the characters, Matt and Ran, ended up with um, Tom's, all his instruments, his lutes, his flutes, his lutes and flutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they had a point where they were, you know, playing those very poorly. I wonder if there's anything, we'll see anything similar where someone ends up with Gurney's battle set and can't. Oh, you know, really? The Gurney, the Gurney cover I, tour, Gurney, Gurney tribute tour. Yeah, you know, Paul and Jessica has actually been like carrying the ballast at this entire time, and they're just gonna hit CH after CH. Yeah, they're ending up at, and just playing like, for the Fremens <laughs> and playing all yeah. the songs that they think they know. Kind of that Gurney's you know, been playing. They have to be careful. Like if it's, it's all gotta be like off uh, off rhythm too, just to keep the worms at bay. Because if they play yeah. in, if it's got too much of a beat, that's true. Man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it's um, the ballad set doesn't make a beat, does it? What is a ballad set? A guitar? I think it's a guitar. From everything that I've seen in movies, or at least the the show and some concept art, I think it's all like a like a lute, like a very Space fancy lute. lute. Is it long? I picture it being very I think, long. I hope it's long. 
I usually see it as like kind of like a guitar you hold up like above your mm. chest. Like you know how those like math rock guys hold yeah. their guitars like oh, up yeah. there, and you're supposed to play with it with your fingers. You know, like kind of like a harp. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know if that's true. I'm just making that up. But yeah, you that's are how making I would that up. But... It. And it's got a, and it's got a I big old curve at the top at the at the head. Big old curve in the shape of a hawk. The bow set does. And he uses the. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Oh, okay. <laughs> You're right. You bring up a good point. Uh, shape of a hawk. Yeah. Come on, man. Brandon. Yeah. And if it, anybody, we and we know this about Gurney, he's a good PR he's man. We're getting too much into the Palisade. <laughs> that, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's been 20 minutes of Palisade. Uh, what, ha- what else happens here? So, yeah, he got, <clears throat> Gurney is all brought, uh, brought up to speed. Um, but he also finds out that Raban is coming to replace uh, the Atreides. And... Uh, it's been mentioned before in a couple of chapters uh, that Raban has ruled this planet before. So, and uh, on top of that, Gurney and Raban both have this very, very particular history. Yeah. And by particular history, I mean like Raban killed his, Gurney's entire fucking family. Yeah, they hate each other. Gurney hates him. They He's Darth Vader. So that's like kind of that. So, like I said, um, Gurney is such a soldier, like that's his mission now. Like whatever he needs to do to kill the Harkonnens, the Harkonnens, and specifically get his hands on Gurney's Raban. going full on. He wants them. What's uh, what's his name? Drax, the Destroyer. Oh, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Drax from uh, he's full on Drax Guardians. from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but it's interesting here because the St- Stepan stops him. He's like, "Look here, you're not, you're not thinking clearly. You're, this is a different, this is a different game we're playing right now. We are smugglers. Like they have, yeah, you're, you guys are playing chess. They have to play a certain. We're playing 3D chess. All right, we got to get on the same, yeah. yeah, same level. There's way more. There's way more to think about here. So like, uh, Stepan, because he's a smuggler. It comes down to the relationship with the guild and what the guild, what they can get away with with the guild, the spacing guild. Um, because I think the smugglers are relying on their relationship with the guild uh, because the guild is completely independent. They're not with the Empire. They're not part of any family. They're completely independent. So they can take smugglers from pet planets and shit like that. No problem. They can hide them in their giant fucking um, crates, uh, highliner yeah, ships. ships. Yeah, giant crates. Uh, no problem. Those things are huge. Um, huge. Uh, so they rely on this situation. And I think it comes down to the fact that the Harkonnens owe the guild a fuckload of money right gotta now. Gotta be. Yeah, like, yeah. Bags of it. Yeah. Right? So obviously it's in the Spacing Guild's best interest, at least in the current scheme of things, to keep the Harkonnens working for them. Gotta keep them, gotta keep them hustling. So if you're a bunch of smugglers that aren't really bringing a lot of money to the Spacing Guild, you obviously are because you have to pay them the space uh, tax, the travel. travel tax, space tax. Absolutely. Uh, then you going after another house, the Spacing Guild's going to be like, "Yo, that's our income, bro," and they'll they'll take half. Yeah, exactly, and. Gurney is smart enough to so, know this. You know, at least he's on. able. I want to ask, like, like right. what's the deal with smugglers? Like, who are smugglers? Where are they? 
are they temporarily on Doom? That's a really good question, and I'm not entirely sure. It was explained earlier. Do they live on Doom? Yeah, they. So like, so Stabon is like described as wearing like Fremen out like clothing, and uh, uh, he's almost described like a Fremen, but it's almost specifically said right at the beginning that he's, he's not, not Fremen. Yeah. Or if it's not specifically said, he's implied not to be. Um, so my belief of smugglers, and I could be completely wrong, is that they they are there to sell spice at a different cost uh, for their own profits, I think. Okay. Um, while cutting in the guild with their profits. Ah, cutting out the guild or cutting cutting in because they'll have to like transport it and the only way to transport anything is with the guild so instead of it going to like houses and families and stuff like that these smugglers can help probably get a little bit more income for the guild that's that's i'm making this up like sounds great now i'm not entirely sure i believe it but yeah i'm sold why not why not uh so that's why gurney has to play this 3d chess with them but Stabant says he's like, look, man, if there's if there's anything that we're we're doing here, we're working together. You know, I'm not against you. We both want the same thing. We want the Harkonnens gone. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I think because the Harkonnens also killed Stabant's dad at some part, some point. I think that's mentioned in the chapter. They killed somebody that was uh, related to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yes, Esmar. Fuck, I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we mentioned that at the top. His, yeah, his dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, oof, that could have ended terribly. So, absolutely, they're they're they've got a plan here, but Stepan needs uh, Gurney to chill for a minute. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I think it's kind of funny now that we've talked about Eye of the World. They do say the term Shaitan in this. I heard it, but I looked it up I in heard the glossary. It. Uh. And it doesn't mean like Balzaman. Well, Shaitan means dark one, or like Satan. Yeah, essentially something like that. Yeah, it's like a it's a, like a relatively common. Because I feel like name. That, yeah, I don't know if, like, again, we're going into Eye of the World spoilers here, <laughs> so you know, go listen to our Eye of the Worlds uh, <laughs> show. Um, but of course, we've only read the first book out of like fourteen books of that series, The Wheel of Time. But I think that. Like ba- Basilmon, the Dark One, referred to as Basilmon in the whole first book. I believe, like Bas, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think ba- Basilmon's really a thing. I think that name is a lie, and I think that that <laughs> everything we know about that character is a lie and is going to shift going forward as we read that series. I digress. Back mm. to Dune. Back to Dune. Uh, good prediction. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, this is kind of where the chapter more or less ends, <laughs> but there are like a couple of specific mentions near the end where uh, Saban and Gurney are talking about Arrakis, and uh, if Gurney wants to go hang out with the Fremen, that's also an option in this chapter. Is mm-hmm. like either stay with the smugglers or go with the Fremen. Um. Perhaps. Like you're t- you're taking a chance with them, and you're not going to be getting your revenge. And they talk a little bit about the Fremen and say like, "Oh, there's been sites of uh, greenery and all these different things like out in the desert, and it could mean um, 
it could be that there's Fremen settlements out there. And the guy's like, you don't know that. You can look for them, but you don't know. It. And you're going to be on foot and you're going to be in the yeah. desert. And I'll be on You'll you. You'll die. So, yeah, exactly. And so Gurney makes a smart choice here. Uh, but I do want to call out the fact that we saw one of those, like, uh, like greenery areas uh, last chapter at the very, very end when Paul, Paul and Jessica, and Jessica saw it, right? are... Yeah, they see they look out to the desert before they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And that's pretty much where the chapter ends, man. That was a good one. That's a good one. Got some loot. We talked uh we got some Eye of the World in there. <clears throat> I'm loving these SNL? I'm loving these chapters of Dune now. I mean, we've mentioned it a few times how much uh dialogue talking there was in the first what, ten or fifteen chapters, maybe even more of this book. But yeah. now we are cooking and I, I love I will say, like, I love that. So, yeah, so there was, it was so heavy on dialogue and setting everything up. And you had this tight-knit group of the of House Atreides. And now it's completely fractured. And the characters are all split. Whereas we were getting all their stories together at the beginning. And now they're all having, like, individual adventures mm-hmm. that are all still part of the same overarching thing. And I'm in, I'm here for it. I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, it's it does that beginning bit, although heavy in dialogue, heavy in prose, um, it really takes its time explaining the world. But the time you spend with it, you're not thrown for a loop when like they throw you into the like they keep talking about Dune and like referring to it and and uh, and uh, alluding to the planet in, as a whole. But it's really hard to grasp it, and now they're in it, and you're like. I understand. Well, yeah, like, I, I and not even just happening. the planet, but the characters. Because, yeah, you get Paul, Leto, and Jessica, but at the same time, you get Howitt and Gurney and Yui and Idaho. And mm-hmm. they're all substantial characters on their own, so much so that when the Harkonnen invasion happens, you're like, you're like, where are they? What's going on? And everyone's sort of split and doing their own thing. And, uh, yeah, and then, I mean, hey. And some of them don't, they don't make it. They do a big culling of characters I bet. at that point, too. Yeah. It's a huge shift. And it makes it a little bit simpler. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, you're totally right. Like, I was thinking about this as well. And it does pick up. And the speed is, the speed is here. It is moving like a Keanu Reeves movie. Just ba 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 It's moving at worm speed. Worm speed, and that's where we wrap up today. Uh, there, Steve. So, uh, take us out. Take us out. Take us out to the end. Well, everyone, I want you to move with worm speed through your day today. Worm Conquer speed. your day like you're like you're a, not a little worm, but a big worm, a big <laughs> hungry speed. worm. Uh, you know how this goes. I'm gonna stop. We will see you all tomorrow for chapter 29 of Dune.